new. Okay, well, we'll start the meeting now. Uh, we were talking to yesterday. Uh, we have a meeting, two meetings a week, you know, focused on recovery. And uh, we were talking, there was a guy in AA, there's a lot of people who love acronyms. They're always finding, and there's one for fear that I liked, which was false evidence appearing real. And uh, basically that's sort of like the narrative or the what's being broadcast in the head, mostly false evidence appearing real. And uh, people we were sharing and stuff. And then really, uh, obviously, false evidence can't be real, can it? No. So, but it can appear to be real to what? What allows false evidence to appear to be real? It's not the evidence itself. It's false. Yeah. But false evidence is appearing to be real. This is the act of the bondage of self, let's say. Yes. So the head, that narrative going on that we listen to or hear, hopefully hear, not listen as much, uh, is based on an assumption that you're not in the act of becoming a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. You... Uh, you're not going to end up being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, but you already are a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So any possibility concerning the inherent nature has already been dismissed. You're this thing that wants to become a non-thing, let's say, which is what happens a lot in satsang or in non-duality. The self tries to look like what it would think a non-self would look like. <laughs> <laughs> of course it doesn't go well and that's 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 its value yeah and so and so do you believe an illusion could fool reality yeah or do you believe the only illusion that could fool reality would be a re, uh an illusion reality is in cahoots with yes so if reality is entertaining this illusion then it can appear to be real. So basically, as Ramana says in his writings, his not, not his, but the people who wrote about his teachings, you know, being ourselves reality. Being ourselves reality. It wasn't we once were and we blew it, and now we have to try to work really hard to return. It's not that we're gonna, it's not like a meritocracy. If we do enough here, we're gonna become reality no being ourselves reality present tense condition present tense like right now i don't see any requirements on the wall of qualifications or you know measuring how tall you are or how loving gazing you can be none of that it's just empty space being ourselves reality yeah so reality being ourselves is taking false evidence to appear real what would you call that? I would call that dreaming, yeah? So something, or let's say nothing, has entertained or it been is in the act of manifesting, yeah? And that manifesting is dreaming, yeah? And in the dreaming, false evidence can appear to be real to us based on certain conditions, yeah? One of them is that we take ourselves to be a thing. So... The dreaming takes itself to be the dreamt, and for it to really, really get engaged as the dreamt, it's got to forget that it's dreaming, obviously, because the dreaming would put an end to the beginning of identification as the dreamt. The dreaming, yeah, would just squash that. So somehow, there's a great, people were talking about the Course of Miracles. I'm not an expert on the Course of Miracles, but some things I ran into in that, I remember, because of they produced like avalanches in me when I heard them. And one of them, and I hope I still get it right, is that you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming. It says you and I are the dreaming of the dream. I don't believe there's a thing called the dream. 
but let's say you and I, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, seemingly I would put, but you forget that. And now in that state of forgetfulness, you're giving everything that you're dreaming the ability to affect you. Yes, you hear that? Do you see it? It's very slowly. Here's the assumption. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We're not in a dream. That's the dreamt, so to speak. We are the dreaming, the act of manifesting. We are that act of manifesting. And we are the, the stillness of the non-manifest. Yeah. But here we are in the act of manifesting, which is dreaming. Yeah. And you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. So you and I are dreaming, yeah? We forget that. Now, how, how does that happen? Well, I felt it happened by the act of being identified as the dreamt, which is the body, yes? So suddenly the dreaming forgets that seemingly. It only can appear to be forgotten in a lot of stages that have to have time and space and a lot of other shit. So, but here we are, we've forgotten that we're the dreaming by being in the act of the identification as the dreamt. And now suddenly this new condition, yeah, or manufactured condition that we're the dreamt, we suddenly, being the one that gives everything all the meaning it has, we lend that ability to things to affect us, yes? It sounds like a, a diagram of everyone's day. I bet you, if you came out of the ass of self and someone didn't give you a historical description of you as this person was born, but you, you just heard this with a clear mind as the description of what you're doing today, which is you and I are dreaming. The dreaming, yeah? Right now, we're seemingly forgetting that, yeah? And how does that, what's, the, what's the, the linchpin in that? The identification as the dreamt, or let's say the overemphasis as the dreamt, yes? Most of the interest and attention on the dreamt, okay? Now that produces a new possibility. And that possibility is we give the meaning to things that they can now affect us. So now life can start biting us on the ass because we've made up an ass, yeah? Attack thoughts can attack our vulnerability. When the Course of Miracles tries to negate that with the statement, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability, which is the true evidence, yeah? The false evidence appearing real is attack thoughts are attacking our vulnerability. Yes or no? The true, the true statement was, yeah, the attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. What's the sweat? Yes, you're invulnerable. The false evidence is I'm vulnerable. And now the same thoughts, these attack thoughts are attacking my vulnerability. And there you go. Now a lot of uncaused effects start to occur oblivious to the fact that we are the projection of what we're perceiving to be a solid, real, out there world. Yes? That's, has a, that's looking to get us, so, so to speak. All this is premised on something that's not true, which is we are the demonstration of false evidence appearing real right now. What I'm looking at in these squares is false evidence seemingly appearing real, yeah? Now, what's beautiful, let's say there's a great master, Hoang Po, and let's say he was doing a Zoom, but let's say it was a real, a real life. So he's sitting here in this, and he sees all these people seemingly, but he's not, he's seeing the people with these eyes, but what he's truly seeing is what we are, yes? Which is awareness. And therefore, he says to awareness, Buddha, mind, light, you cannot use yourself to find yourself. Yeah? He's not seeing Esther. 
Though the eyes are seeing Esther, he's not seeing Esther. And the message, the way he delivers the message is not to Esther. It's basically through Esther. He's trying to get around Esther as if it's a, a barricade instead of the receptacle. You got to squish the message in. No, the message wants to avoid you. It wants to confuse you. It wants you to think it has absolutely no value so it can get through to the Buddha. And when the Buddha hears you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, guess what? The Buddha gets that. Yeah? The Buddha gets that. Esther or Paul, who's exactly right at this moment, probably in the act of using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, has an inherent or a bias that it doesn't want to get that because it would be the end of the relevance of Esther, so to speak. If Esther, in seeking the Buddha, the biggest, the most meaningful thing is Esther. If it's the Buddha that is seeking the Buddha, there's no relevance to Esther. Yes? The head doesn't like that. It doesn't mind searching for the Buddha. It just doesn't want to be the Buddha. Because if it is the Buddha, it ain't Esther. Yeah? Seeking the Buddha, there's enough room to be Esther. Yeah? So it doesn't care. Oh, it's going to take lifetimes to find the Buddha? Sign me up. Because I'll be Esther for all those lifetimes. <laughs> all those lifetimes, Esther will be searching for the Buddha. <laughs> With no intention of finding the Buddha. Because you are the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> so false evidence appearing real. That's the starting point. Most people take this to be real, so they're trying to learn how to discriminate between true or false when they can't even discriminate right here between true or false. You can become a, a master of discernment yet not discern this? What's the point of being a master of discernment if you don't discern this, the false evidence here that's appearing real? You can get 50 letters after your name, master of discernment, thinking you're the one that's discerning. That's the false evidence. Yes? So... Don't you see the futility of it? Sooner or later you will. You can't get out of what you're not in. You can't get into what you're not out of. You can't enter the Buddha nature. You are the Buddha nature. All wanting to enter the Buddha nature is the dreaming that you're not in the Buddha nature. Truly. Yeah. If it's Paul, then there's a seeking of the sort. If you're the sort, you're going to lose interest in seeking. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you are. I mean, even though you may have a lot of loose-fitting clothing, yoga outfits and shit like that, you have your own little wardrobe for retreats. You go on so many of them. You know, you wear this and that. Your head's going to say, I don't want to lose all the value of that shit. I don't want to be seen as a fucking fool, like someone who blew it. Yes? I mean, what am I going to do with all these relaxed clothing? The sandals. The beautiful, you know, autograph by every master I ever met, Zazen pillow, that I sit my ass on every time. <laughs> the head has value in that. It doesn't want to let it go. It's not going to go with you on this journey that ends on having never left. It's not going. It doesn't want to sign up for that. It wants to get frequent fire miles. It's all for fucking that. It doesn't want to recognize it's already here. It's the last thing it wants. And you're thinking you're going to conjole it or convince it to go along with you? It doesn't. It has a different agenda. Yeah? Now, if you say... You'll be Esther for lifetimes seeking the Buddha. You will seek the Buddha for sure. You will sign up. Your head will. It's great, man. It's all about Esther on, on Buddha radio. Yeah, it's all about Esther. When do I get to, this, get to the Buddha? Probably never. 
<laughs> because you're already there. But that's the assumption. I've been convinced, you know, it's just that simple. Yeah. I had all the evidence. I ran down a lot of one-way alleys. I did, spirituality-wise. But I needed an understanding to have to make sense of it all. Most of the first few years of all the failure was just turned on me as a loud, I should have meditated more, or I should have kissed that master's foot longer. I should have walked around the statue 109 times. I, you know, it was all self-centered. Yeah. Finally, I got the message. The urban renewal project got canceled. Yeah. I haven't done fucking a thing ever since. And I'm like, all the better for it. Yes. <laughs> it's like when someone wants to sculpt a sculpt a form. Yeah. You know, you work out to get the eight abs or something or these these Navy SEAL six team things, wear it for six months and you get abs, you know, everything. Trying to stabilize something that's not stable. Gravity is always going to win. All those muscles. <laughs> yes. Put your treasure where what dust and moth cannot corrupt. Yes. You are what you're looking for. That's how you, that's the, the basis of traveling lighter. Yeah. You don't, you know, I swear, uh, I remember there used to be a plethora of books about how to get into the moment, yes? In the 70s or 80s. How to get into the moment. <laughs> so you got the book. You didn't even probably finish it, yeah? And yet you bought the second edition, how to really get into the moment, yeah? And you probably didn't read that whole thing, but you bought the third edition, how to really, really get into the moment. But the truth in my sense is you can't be out of a moment. Yeah. You just have you, that's what you wanted your whole life is to be out of a moment. <laughs> that's why you shoot Coke or do this or do that. You're trying to get out of something, not in it. <laughs> Sell me, I, I would buy a book and I would go on a retreat that's, that promised I would be stabilized out of the moment. I'd be out of the moment stabilized. I don't, I'd go for that. But people don't want to be in the moment. They're trying to fill it up with tons of shit all the time. Yeah. All right. Let's tell, let's tell the truth. Hey, how to really enjoy being out of the moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee you, You'll say so much out of the moment, you'll never be interested in being in the moment. That would work, yeah? So I'm just happy to be here. Uh, what we're trying to get through isn't, it's a feeling, it's like a tweak. It's like uh, when it runs over the mental logic, it causes like hiccups, yeah? it's. It doesn't make sense. That's the beauty of it. Yet, if you entertain these, this invitation, you'll see the seamlessness of it. You'll see exactly why the only way you can look at things is through the eyes of negation. Yeah, because you are what you're looking for. So let's negate all the other shit. Yes. And you can't do the neti neti because you'll probably be excluded. It'll be not this, not this, and you'll be the only this that's standing. So no, this is something else. It's not netty netty. It's seeing, it's seeing that there is no inherent, long-lasting, independent, separate thing in a reality. It's real in the dreaming, but it's unreal in reality. Yes? It seems to be as real as can be in the dreaming. I'll give you that. But it's unreal in reality. Hallelujah. Yes? So, yeah, so.
So I'm going to put up next week, we're going to have our first out of the moment retreat. Yeah, we're going to start the first retreat. Yes. Yeah. And if we see anyone on the grounds in the moment, we're going to fucking get, wake them up. Yeah. And bring them right out of that fucking moment. Yeah. And we're going to break that habit of wanting to be in the moment and just swear allegiance to being out of the moment. Finally. Yeah. Don't try to sell me another book, how to get into the moment. All right. Mike, anyone? Yeah. Whoops. Shoot. Oh, am I here? Yeah. Uh, David Down Under. David Down Under. David Down Under. My Osdian. Did I, Paul? I, Paul, just hey. getting back to, to what you said at the start the, uh, about the acronym, the fear, the fear thing. I've yes. been saying to a friend of mine lately, I, I sort of formed this opinion in my own head that um, I, I, I've got this saying where I say that fear is a valid emotion, but anxiety isn't. Because to me, I, I, I get the same feeling at when I have fear as anxiety. I know you're sort of saying that fear is a dream, but... um. It's like, oh, what's an example? When I was young, I was mucking up a bit one night. You know, I remember I was 17 and the cops got me and a drunk copper put his 38 up to my head and clicked it over two or three times at the head. And I sort of felt like I feel now, I suppose I can't really tell because it was way back then, that I was pretty fearful. You know what I mean? I, I, I got scared yeah. right then. But I didn't have that same feeling as when, for instance, think later on in life or things that I've perceived are happening to me that aren't really. So I'm jumping to the future very quickly about something that's going to happen. And, and that gives me anxiety. And then I sort of get a fear of that anxiety. Am I sort of making sense? I don't know if I'm making sense or not. Yes, you are. <laughs> but but it's like. So am I, I know there's no right and wrong and I, I, I'm not, don't really feel guilty that I said that to people or I believe it myself as in, I, I would say fear is a valid emotion, anxiety isn't. But right now I'm thinking maybe they're both not valid. Well, no, fear, in here, fear is a valid emotion. Yeah. In here, the mental anxiety is made up and mimics the uh some of the effects of fear unless you're really really anxious i don't think it, it will trigger adrenaline being released where where a fearful situation will i think you'd have to really be into a lot of mental anxiety to or at least in my experience no mental anxiety in my life has triggered adrenaline but fear um, has. I, I totally agree that that's why i see a difference with the two yeah. Fear, to, fear to me over the years has as, as as triggered adrenaline, which makes you run faster from trouble or, you know, it's a helpful thing. Yeah. Whereas anxiety to me, if anything, makes, makes the body really weak. Like you're definitely. not strong. You might think you are, but, but, but it wears you out. Def sort of definitely. Way. Yeah, it sucks, it sucks the energy out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like getting minor uh, electrocutions all day. You're getting a little electrocuted. It's just too much. You get people's nerves are frayed out. You know, some people say in this world, the biggest killer is stress. Yeah. Mm. Stress. And a lot of the stress is made up, isn't it? It's usually because the head goes over shit and gets and produces a lot of anxiety over those topics about even though they may be totally okay now that's not enough for it it wants guarantees in the future yeah and it has old remembrances of the past will which will prove you know produce anxieties about the surety of the future you can't win yeah that, that's but the lose interest in the whole thoughts are orbiting around with the, the orbit of a thought, you can tell 
a thought is almost like a comet or an asteroid. My thought has an orbit like a moon, yes? So thought comes and goes. My thought gets put into an orbit, yeah? And then it has another job. Not that thought, not sometimes thoughts bring you some good information. It's now given another job to reinforce this idea of being a thinker. So it produces tons of thoughts because of the claiming of the thought will reinforce the idea of being the thinker. So a lot of the thoughts make no fucking sense at all. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. about the same old, same old. Yet they make sense to the system that's using them for something. Yes. So where would be the relief? The relief is when the my is dropped, then those thoughts, even though they've been in orbit, they're, they're going to go like an asteroid. They're going to come and go. Yes. Some you'll never have again, really. Instead of the same old, same old. You see, we are the gravitational pull. And to thoughts, that pull is, is demonstrated by the word my in the English language. Yeah. There's the owning of the thoughts. And now the thoughts can own you. What are you going to do as the thinker? You're going to try to, you know, put the good thoughts in the barn and the bad thoughts out in the fucking, you know, pasture. All the while the thinker gets undisturbed. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. See if you're the, if you're not the thinker, you're going to lose interest in thoughts. Which is going to mm -hmm. take a burden off the thought because they're not going to be captured by that my, and they're going to come and go much easier. Yes? This is, these are, these are uh, observations of traveling lighter. You see yeah. this stuff, yeah? I, 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 an example of exactly what you're saying there for me is I perceived for years and years and years that I was hard done by by my mother. And, and not long before she passed away, she, she, like I can't remember, it was a few weeks before or something, we, we formed a great relationship in the last couple of years she was alive because my dad on his deathbed asked me to look after my mum. And, and so begrudgingly, I sort of tried to, you know, which meant spending more time with her. But, but anyway, not long before she passed away, she apologised to me and told me why she, she treated me like she did. And, and to me, it was a very valid excuse. You know, I could understand it. I won't go into it. Yeah. But then even on and on for years and years and years in, in my head, I, I perceived that she treated me badly. I'd still, you know, get angry about it and, and be all fucked up about it, you know, until I started coming here with you guys. And now I think of it, all I can remember with my mum the majority of the time is all the great things that she tried to do for me. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really, I, I travel lighter over the rest. I don't really think about the other stuff anymore. And it's funny because it got to a point that like recently, my sister's a couple of years older than me. And I think she's going through that thing that a lot of people might or the body does where, you know, two-thirds of your life's over. She's looking at her mortality a little bit. And um, I was over there not long back and she said to me, just out of the blue, she said, David, I I've got to apologise to you. And I said, what for? And she said, Mum did treat you really badly. And I didn't say anything back to her because I've, I've sort of switched the other way. I, I, like whether Mum did or not, I don't really care. But it, it seems like she's gone the opposite. She's gone to thinking how I used to think and these things are upsetting her. Whereas, whereas now for me, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's travelling lighter over it. Yeah. Yes. So, David, how much was demanded of you coming to these Zooms? Uh, not much. I got told I got told about them off a, a, a good 
he was an acquaintance of mine and became a great friend. We have lunch every week and he's right into this sort of thing. He doesn't come to the Zooms with you, but he, 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 he's into non-duality and all that in his own way. And um, I, uh, the, the, the hardest thing about coming here with you, Paul, is I, I first checked it out. He sent me a link to one of your, like a, a not a Zoom, but a YouTube link to a talk you'd done. And he sent me a Muji link and he sent me a Eckhart Tolle link and, and some other guy. And, and I watched them all. And to me, you were too much for me, the way, the way you said it. And, and, and I went, this guy's nuts, you know, <laughs> like about you, sorry. And, and, um, and then I watched the others and, and, and good luck to them. I think they're all trying to do a nice thing in their own way. But for me, uh, to come to, I, I ended up coming back to your, your stuff because there was, I know, for me, there was more of an honesty about it, you know. And, and why I think I, I steered away from you initially is because it was right in my face too much. You know what I mean? I could, but now I see that as a great thing. Yeah, so, but nothing's demanded. It's pretty easy being here. I love being here. It's, yeah. Here you it's go. Nice. So, uh, it doesn't take much thought or effort. You just show up, enjoy the satsang, and then things change. And then you have a role, which is observing them. Yeah? Usually when you observe them, it's very difficult for the head to convince you that you did something to get it because it looked like you did nothing, yeah? So this is yeah. a beautiful, impeccable way, yeah, to arrive at on having never left, yes? Because yeah. there's nothing for the head to grab onto. Nothing has been asked of you. You're not, we're not doing fucking anything. And yet you've observed that you've been traveling lighter over this period of time. Hallelujah, yes? Yeah. And the, yeah. other, the other thing I've got is nothing's changed. Like nothing's changed in my life. There's still these perceived uh, mountains and, 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 and everything. But it's sort of gone, my life's gone from that to that. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. And thank you, everyone here. And I love it too when you say that you love being here because you see the different uh, how people's faces change and since like I'll, I'll just say like when you were doing that talk then it was it was beautiful to watch Esther's face and yes. she was laughing and smiling and, and and stuff like that look at her face there now you know like it's a yes. it's, it's, yes. it's a ripper there that's beautiful to see it's, it's yes. lovely yeah anyway thank you thank you and thank you to everybody yeah you can see a lot of the mentalness in the face. Yes, really. It's, it can sculpt a face. Uh, like you get into like chis chiseled condition where it's difficult to, to respond to an emotion of the moment because you're dwelling in the past. <laughs> it's crazy. So, all right. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Oh, just, all right. quick, just quickly, Paul, it's funny because I'm a musician. And, and you, there's certain things you can do in music because um, that, that you can purposely put in songs for people to like them. I don't do it all the time. There's, there's tricks to it that you can do. Like yeah. um, people love downward, like, like from, a, from a high note to a low note, a run yeah. down, that stirs emotion. And, and even I think even more so than, than going from low to high, but that's just me. But the other day I was doing that, just mouthing notes like coming out my face. And, and you can't smile doing a downward scale. It's very hard to have a smile on your face doing a downward scale. And to, to me, downward notes are, are, are a bit dour and, and depressing. Yeah? But you can smile going from low to high. You can actually smile like it's, that's the whole expression on your face. I don't, I don't know why I even told you guys. Uh, that. I can, that's 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 uh, sounds good for everyone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going low to high. <laughs> yeah, so play, play major key songs if you use those and go from low to high a lot. You know, it'll keep you happy. <laughs>
All right, Britt. Nice Thank to you. see you. Yep. Anyone else? Oh, yeah, we have uh, John and then another John. So we have the John that's not the Luna, and then we'll go to John Luna. John yeah. M. All right, John. Oh, hey, that's me. Hey, how's it going? Um, so, uh, yeah, so I have, you know, it's funny, every week when I'm coming, like, there will be maybe some question or something that's bubbling around in my head, and then I get here, and it just is not fucking relevant anymore you know uh it just i just sit and i listen and uh so uh, same thing you know i had a question and now it's not relevant so i just wanted to share um because i find the shares really helpful listening to other people when i'm listening to, to talks i listen while i'm driving stuff like that if i can't be here um so a couple of weeks ago I did ask you a question about kind of dealing with anger and stuff like that. And uh, your answer was great because there was no, like I, I had been doing the whole thing where I was like trying to use non-duality as a skillful means. I was trying to tell myself, Oh, this doesn't exist. And it was not fucking useful. And so you just said, take a couple of deep breaths, you know, ask surrender, you know, ask, ask for help, you know, um, I've even just once or twice, I just left the room, you know, and it's, uh, it's been a dramatic improvement. Just those little things, just allowing myself to actually just take, like take practical steps, um, has yeah. been real, real helpful. Um, but what's been really cool is that, uh, the message itself has also been working. Like, I, I'm feeling a lot lighter a lot of the time and seeing all of the day stuff during the day where I'm fucking edgy or whatever. And, um, it's not, it doesn't have the power that it used to. And I'm not as wound up when I finally get home to my family or whatever. Like I, I'm not like things don't seem so consequential that I need to like lose my shit, you know? <laughs> uh, and there's been a lot of really, a lot of really great demonstrations of that, but I just wanted to share one because this was one where I remember you said to like, make a little, like the head will forget a miracle. You said, make a little temple to it, you know? So I had this, this experience. So it was probably two, three weeks ago now at this point, but uh, me my wife, my son and my daughter, we all wanted to, well, okay. We didn't all want to go for a hike. Me, me my wife and my daughter wanted to go for a hike. And my son loves when we go on hikes, but he'll always resist it when we want to go. So we were like, you know, we're just going to go. And we told him, hey, buddy, we're, we're, we're going. Okay, he's six. So um, he went ballistic. He just went totally ballistic, through a full-on tantrum. And, you know, I got to be honest, like normally what would happen is as soon as that would happen, I'd immediately be, be livid. I'd be like, this is... But what happened was maybe two, three minutes in, I noticed that the needle hadn't even moved. Like I was still calm. And that's when the, the mental chatter started. And it was like, I, you know, all of a sudden, because I had noticed, it was like trying to tell me yeah. like, I can't believe he's doing this. He shouldn't be acting this way. You know, oh, he's going to ruin our hike. But I, I could see it happening and it just, it couldn't get any fucking traction. It had no teeth in it. And I was able to just, I saw it and I was like, cool. And I was maybe mildly irritated, but not, it just had no power. And, you know, a couple minutes passed, he went from being really angry to just honestly be just being sad. He was like, just crying. And I was able to go over to him and just be like, Hey buddy, come here. Let me, can I give you a hug? And and he came over, he let me give him a hug. And so instead of this awful, you know, cycle of shit that happens would happen with that stuff where he'd get mad and I'd get mad and all this other stuff. Instead it was like, yeah, he got upset, but I was instead, I was there to like comfort him. And, uh, it was a really, it was a really beautiful moment, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so I wanted to, I guess, just share that and share that, you know, I feel like 
uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm seeing the effects. I'm seeing the demonstrations, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah, this, it works. There, yeah. See, the awareness of things uh, can shift the thing itself, yeah? Yeah. Yes, so you being reality uh, can actually demonstrate in different ways than we're used to it demonstrating. And the way it's, the habitual way it's demonstrated, uh, we don't see the real underlying value in there. But when you see it go in another direction, you see uh, that you're giving everything all the meaning it has. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's nothing to do with it. Just it's going to do something with you. So it's just, awareness is... Uh, hmm. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And we got John Luna. Hey, what's up, Paul? Uh, I'm slowly getting darker in this room. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, this understanding has kind of become like a living understanding. It doesn't really rely on my mind for it to be active and, you know, do its thing, which is good, it's real good. I thank you for that. But life's still coming at me in the same, you know, still has its challenges and difficulties. New things coming my way, making my life bigger, but also making me have to step out of my comfort zone. I feel like there's a person that needs to step out of that comfort zone. It's just that, it just sort of happens. And then I've seen that like, and I go, you know, the person couldn't be doing this. And then I just thought, man, the person was never doing this. <laughs> you know, there ain't no person. <laughs> there ain't no person, right? Exactly. Like, it's not even like it, it, this idea of it couldn't do it. Like, it, right. it never, they never did it in the first place. No. No. And uh, second thing was, you know, maybe some of it is influence of all different teachings and stuff like that but just a feeling of uh whatever this is this awakeness it's kind of moving through this person so to speak and it finds its places of uh stuckness or resistance and you know I'm, i, I kind of understand the, that that can be a process or whatever, but it's still more space around it and relaxation than it would be. But just the other day when it came up and you think you're tangling with this stuff and then the mind is still spinning off stories and it just came into my mind very clear that I could, I don't need to be interested in this. Like there was just, it was sort of came with your words of loss of interest, but also the feeling that I didn't have to be interested even in this. Oh, this is seemingly so important. This is facing your, your difficulties or your stuck areas. And it was like, ah, even that's just a story. You know? yes. And it felt like a cheat code. <laughs> you know, like, it almost felt like, should you be able to do this in life? Like, you know, because it, it immediately takes the sting out of this, all your, all these mountains that the mind keeps making of problems. It's just, you don't have to be, whatever, whatever we are it is naturally disinterested. <laughs> it's amazing, actually. Yes. So, I don't know, I just wanted to share that. It's it just really your whole thing about like losing it, like you lose interest. It's a little intimidating at first, because it's like, there, I think there's a fear on the person, on a personal level of, Yes. You know, what does that mean? Lose interest in myself. Like what's going to happen to my life? But it's not like that. It's, it's just that you lose interest in all the bullshit, but the real, what's real remains. I don't know. Yeah. And when you say loss of interest, that thing you just described is some of the bullshit. So that's how you get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. You, you, uh, what brings something out of the weeds, uh, isn't sepatico with that which is in the weeds right yeah it's yeah. it's it it has it's 
it's not of that which is in the weeds. This right. is what's concerning. And then there's a lot that's revealed by the system's reaction right. to uh, simple things like loss of interest or seeker is the sought and everything like that. That's beautiful because the habit of the head, it's always going to outplay its cards. Yeah. So you're right. going to see the emperor with no clothes many times. It just, yeah. it can't help itself. Yeah. Yeah. On, on its own. You know, but dealing with it on that level, mind to mind, it's it'll always keep out, outpacing itself. But seeing from, you know, the steeper seeing, that that ends all the games. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. There's nothing. Of it, it can't slip. It can't slip by that. So, yeah, I See, mean, that that which is has a whole story that it's in the house. You, while you're in the house, you don't see it. <laughs> Right. So exactly. it's story when you were out to lunch, you would fall for that story that it's in the house. But when you're in the house, like awake now, you look around, it's not in the house. <laughs> you don't see it. Yeah. It gets called out. And uh, after a, a number of times, it could be once, it could be hundreds, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it almost becomes somewhat obedient in a sense because yeah. uh, it doesn't want to get whipped or something. Right. It, it's going to be punished like it likes to punish us. Right. And of I mean, course, you know, you don't, there's no, they, there's nothing there. There's no vanquishing or killing or dying or anything. It's just I, loss of interest. Did yeah. you say, Paul, well, we usually want to say earlier, the attack dogs are attacking yeah, the, uh, your attack thoughts. This attack is, thoughts a, this is a lesson here. in the Course in Miracles. Right. 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 Actually, yeah. it's very clear in the use of language. It says, my attack thoughts right. are attacking my invulnerability. Right. It doesn't just say attack thoughts. It says my, I'm pretty sure. So Michael, what, what does that mean, the my before? Like, why does my that is the owning of the thought. That okay. gives the seeming ability to own you. Okay, and then they're attacking my invulnerability. So what is that? What is that? What's the end of that? Well, if you're invulnerable, what are you going to be worried about an attack? Right. So then it just those attack thoughts become nothing. Whether they're my, they're not. Exactly. They're just, you lost interest in them because yeah. they can't. They don't produce any effects on their attacks. They're like a toothless tiger. Right. But but we tend to believe. And so we don't believe anymore that we're well, that's when we give them the power to affect us. Yes. Right. Right. So you own the thought as you're, you're the thinker. Now the, the thoughts can own your day. Right. Because the a thought, thought the, the does not own my thing. day. My thought can own a day. Yeah. Right. There's a transfer of power all the time here. We're, there's being, there's power being given. Yeah. In ways that we're not really up to, we're not noticing. Yeah. Right. If you see there's an identification as something, and now that which is giving everything all the meaning it has now gives things the meaning to affect it. Yeah. Right. In other words, it sees things as real. And now that thing as real has a real effect, which is uncaused because it's not real. So, yeah? right. So this only thing that's happening is there's attacks attacking your invulnerability. That's what's happening. Right, which is nothing. When there, when it's my attack thoughts attacking my vulnerability, there's a whole lot of whole lot of. But yeah, when it's my true. attack thoughts, which aren't mine, are attacking my invulnerability, go ahead. It's they're, they're seen as toothless. Yes. So what we just need to do is continually, you know, it just seems to happen. You don't need to do anything. Right, we're not doing anything. You don't need to do anything. Just listen. Listen yeah. to this. It's seeping in, and then it's going to filter or or tint your observation of things. Right. And you're right. going to see yeah. shit that wasn't there before. Okay. This mm -hmm. is the transfer in satsang. Right. There's an association we're having, and there's transferring of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So let's I say someone here someone in this room has a certainty 
And so that certainty is transferred to the others in the room. Mm -hmm. And if there's a number of certainties, the power of that certainty is going to overwhelm the uncertainty in others. Yes? Uh, yeah. yeah. This yep. is what's happening. We're associating with something. We're, we're rubbing shoulders with something. And I hopefully it's the truth. And right. so when you leave, you take some of that which you were rubbing against with you. Truth. Right. Well, yeah. tonight I definitely heard that word of just it's attacking your invulnerability. And it's just that discovery or just a new way of seeing it is another thing that I'll, I'll you know, it, it, we'll just let it go. But it's, it was it's going to it's going to echo through my experience. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's yeah. the point. You're you're the pond. Satsang has thrown a pebble in it. The yeah. pond, it's going to have waves. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, that's that's the of this power. This power is easily transferable because yeah. you're it. Exactly <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like a part, it's not an other. It's not like it's not other. trying to intravenously feed someone from 800 miles away. We're right. it. I right. mean, it's power galore here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. Man. Yeah, I'll yeah. just leave it with that. that thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yep. Thanks, John. Speaking of power, is your computer plugged in? Paul, did you not pay the electric bill? Who's who's not? Plugged well, in? Esther's wondering if your computer's not plugged in, and that's why you're so dark. No, no, it's there's the the lights are off. I was just it's I was looking off the light of the sun, and now it's uh, okay. turning into night here. That's all. Okay, so um, don't worry, I'm Esther. Fading out. That's right, Esther. I'm fading out. <laughs> just like I faded in, I'm fading out. Yes. She's got her hand up so she can I could be back. I could be back fading in tomorrow morning. I don't know. We'll see. So I think she has another question. Yeah. All right. It, it's just what you said to just now, Paul. You know, I I uh I received this response from a psychiatrist's office and it didn't make any sense to me what they were saying. It was legally that they couldn't help me because of my insurance setup. And so I called the um, insurance company and they said, no, there's no law that they're saying exists that, that says I can't, they can't use my insurance, but the upset was there. And um, I just talked to Alan a little bit and he said, you know, um, I said to him, I'm upset. I think it's because of this. I know it's not, but I think it is. And he said, well, you're, you don't have to take any of this seriously, do you? <laughs> I'm trying to think about it. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not taking anything seriously, which is really, um, but I'm, I'm, we, we call me a hobbit. I'm, I'm a hobbit and, and, and hobbits don't take anything seriously. And so um, to, to have a friend remind you of that, you know, the whole, the whole anxiety, the whole upset, just poof, like it never was there, but um the the um story let go story let go like not not going with the stories is uh is happening and and it's kind of actually entertaining to 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 recognize oh that's a story and um and um now wait yeah you could just get in the habit of being a hobbit there you go <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm gonna move to the light oh, i'm just moving i can't even see myself on the zoom i don't know where i am yeah. hold on all right Esther. hey thank you esther for tonight yep let's see oh here we go ah oh, okay anyone else mike no other hands showing well, this has been a rousing evening. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sandra D. Uh, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. Nice to see, nice to meet you. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to st start saying goodbyes, Mike, eh? unless we have someone. Nope. No. Oh, Rob in Massachusetts got in at the last second. All right. Come on, Rob. Oh.
All right. I, I just like the Johns. I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I kind of like, I've been <clears throat> sort of on this hamster wheel the last like week or so. And, you know, I think I shared a couple of weeks ago, I was in the emergency room and stuff, you know, so, so stuff like that. And just kind of like coming, to, you know, faithfully coming to satsang and listening to the, I, I, I come from a family of addiction issues, but I haven't had any real issues myself, except for, you know, anxiety and some other, other things that I, I imagine are part and parcel related to uh, the addictive place that I came from. But uh, th those have been super helpful, you know, and I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if like, you know, going to some of those 12 step reflections, I, like I was a poser going there with, you know, folks that are dealing with legit, you know, addiction items, but they've been super helpful because it's just, it, I've started to see that like I am the addiction, like the, the self is the addiction, like just replace, you know, put, put whatever in that space. It's almost like a Mad Lib, you know, put, put yourself in that space or whatever you're dealing with or whatever's driving the ship. Um, but I had this hilarious experience over the last, like just what you said with there's nothing to do. And then, you know, if you just kind of sit back, you'll start to see things. And I, <laughs> Today I was at work and and we were doing this thing with one of my new teams where the the manager was like, hey, why don't we all go around the table and explain, you know, how we got here and a little bit of our career history and stuff like that. And I shit you not, like I spent about five minutes like describing my story and I, I used to uh, do some creative writing back in the day and <laughs> and I shut my mouth and I like I just sat there and I was like, what? what separated the fiction that I used to write back and that like that story that I just told all these people like do I believe any of that <laughs> and I yeah. just I started cracking up because I was like that everything that I just said that I've been holding on to as being the facts of my life are just as friggin' arbitrary as like I, I it's hard to describe it but I, I'm sure many yeah, here realize it's exactly. character yeah, I'm just like, oh, you're not. Man, that's all hollow. Like that was the best thing I, that if I could put any words to it, like everything I said, it was for the first time in a long time, everything just felt hollow. Like there was no substance to it. And I finally got like a little glimpse of, I've heard you say traveling lighter, like hundreds of times at this point. And I'm like, I never really like kind of got it. And then <laughs> when I started to hear the, the hollowness of my story, I'm like, oh shit. That's what it is. Like it, yeah. it's all dust, right? All dust and shadows. Yes. It was fucking you awesome. Know, you're in Rome, so you do as the Rome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to say thank you for holding space because this is this is awesome. Oh, you're welcome, John. Thanks for coming. And uh yeah, all's welcome. So they song they sang a song about that. All we are is dust in the wind. Yes. <laughs> A, a band named Boston. And Bruce. That's Kansas. 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 And Bruce is like an after dinner cocktail. So let's go. After satsang cocktail. Pass again, again, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's like more of the same. The hearing of everyone's sharing uh, feels very touching. Uh, something I've I has dreamt, dreamt about my whole life, and just feeling, you know the end of of things as they are or seemed as they seem to be in life um it's just unbelievable and moving and uh just to be able to die with that sense of peace of mind you know anyway again thank you everyone that's all i wanted to share Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, Bruce, right now. 
There's nowhere to go. There's no one to go anywhere. There you go. There's no one to go anywhere. <laughs> we Thanks have again. You know, caught in the Zen bitch slap tracker beam. <laughs> yeah, you can't. We're not letting go of you yet. All right. Nice to see you, Bruce. Yeah. Change the record. <laughs> yeah. You're a long playing record, Bruce. Mike, as always, thank you for the, all the service and stuff. Yeah. I'm hoping Mike can come to Sicily. Lebowski. Lebowski. Hey, hey, man, I just want to say real quick uh, how much I appreciate you and, and, and everyone that helps, you know, with Mike and the gang helping you put this on. I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I am um, one of those people that listened, watched your videos when they were just available on YouTube obsessively. And then questioned you obsessively when you became available on Zoom. And um, <laughs> now I get to just sort of show up and enjoy the pointers and uh, be reminded, um, you know, who's not running the show and all that kind of stuff. And um, I did go through something a few years ago that I couldn't use non-duality on. My, you know, my girlfriend dumped me a hurricane, tore up my house and... <laughs> We were living in 90 degree heat in the summertime, you know, indoors. It was just, it was like, I couldn't use non-duality on that shit, but um, eventually I kind of could, you know, uh, in some weird way, I became less body obsessed, less obsessed with um, some of the stuff going on. I, I'm reluctant to talk about some of the stuff that, that I guess we can talk about here at this nighttime meeting, but I appreciate your, uh, you know, your um, familiarity with A Course in Miracles and and how you blend a lot of the information. You know, AA was my introduction to spirituality, you know. Mm. But this is a way for me to, to, to continue to explore it without seeking it, you know, to yeah. enjoy it without, you know, desperately needing it, um, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of it's due to you. So I appreciate you, man. Well, I, I appreciate you too, James. Yeah, this is where all the messages are coming from, right here, right, right here, this thing. Right on. Yeah, this is the, the dog, the uh, dog. master dog. Yes. Yep. We call her Gertha. She's getting a huge girth now. It's, uh... <laughs> She's right here. She's a nice character. Here's Gertha and Fatso. Fatso and Gertha. <laughs> She's uh yeah. All right. Well listen, thank you, Lebowski. Always a pleasure to see you, James. Hopefully we'll run into each other live sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. We have Mia down. Uh she's now in San Diego. She's been uh she's been on a whirlwind tour. She's been all around the world here. We've got Kerry as always in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, Saints, say hello to St. Judith for us. Yes. David, as always, thanks Dave for the share tonight and everything. Mike, again, Craig May. Yes. We put a lock on the closet today or on the corner. Yeah, it's Craig's corner. Yeah, we, all right. But it's open for business. Yeah. Emerson, as always, Long Beach. Nice to see you, man. Carolyn, thanks for showing up. Alan O, thanks for the donation, bro. Are you coming to uh, thinking of coming to Sicily or coming? Yeah, oh, great. I'm gonna finally be able to give Alan a hearty handshake. Yes. We got Marty. Thanks, Marty. Anu, Anu is, will be in Sicily. Yeah, I hope. Kenneth, our Buddhist scholar in Vancouver. There he is. Nice to see you, Kenneth. Yes. Dennis W. Jerry down in San Diego. She's going to be in Sicily also. Wow. Clifford in, uh, in Chiang Mai, a place I spent a lot of years in. I mm. always see Clifford. I, uh, I have a lot of fondness for Chiang Mai. Mm. Yeah. I love How that. Uh, I love the sticky rice, mango, coconut milk. The yeah, best yeah. In the world. yeah. Mm. I see pounds of that stuff. 
Yeah. Okay, yes, the, everything is unwinding and rewinding anew, yeah? Just stay out of the way, please. No one's asking your advice. Just chill out. Let the operation continue. All right, Shannon, Hawkery, Grateful Dave, John. Thank you, John, tonight. Sandra D, I've already said hello. Giselle in Las Vegas, Rob in Massachusetts, has a phone, someone, I guess. Uh, let me go, Carolyn. Sorry. Second. Uh, who? Harry. How's your phone? Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. oh, we know Harry. Wow. I came on late, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> nice to see you, honey. Don't never say sorry to me, please. It's okay. Okay. Never. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Harry, I love you, babe. You're a character. You've got to go to the Museum of Hari, which is her house. Uh, it's the geometrics will put you in an altered state. There's something weird going on there. It's like the Santa Cruz magic spot. It is. It's like the magic spot. Yes, yeah. exactly. And who would th who would have thunk it's in Portland, Oregon? Hmm. <laughs> I've been in I've been in that little magic spot. Yes, I can tell you. All right, so thanks, Harry. See you. We got Christine Youngstrom. We got Andrew, Deborah from Alberta. We got Zoe from Arkansas. Susanna, Susanna, uh, Sicily awaits. Yes. I'm not going to take no for an answer. So don't give me one of your song and dances. Yeah. Uh, we got Mike G. Nice to see you, Mike. You, you, got fed in a many ways today. You had dinner and satsang. It's like a, a satsang dinner club, not bad. All right, well, that's it. I'm gonna see you guys. I hope I'll see some of you tomorrow. All the Zooms are on ZenBitSlap event. If, if there's a day that you think a Zoom is supposed to be there and it's not noted, just go to any Zoom link and it will take you to every meeting. So, because sometimes the computer takes away the day, the meeting of the day before the day. So, yeah. So just whatever meeting you go to, it's the same uh, numbers with no password. Okay, I hope that was clear. See you guys. Thank you so much for uh, holding the space and see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. 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 Thank you,